You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for the final day of a long trading week. When I say long trading week, I mean a normal five days, but we haven't had a normal five days for quite a while. And with me this morning is Pichu Riedlinghes from Herenia Capital Advisors in Johannesburg. Pichu, we haven't spoken for ages, so I'm tempted to be corny and say what's been happening since we last spoke because the world has changed since then. I was tempted <laughs> and I've actually have been tempted. So what has been happening since then? Have you survived? Good, good morning. Um, and yeah, it has been a while, man. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's been, I don't know, how long has it been? Almost a month and a half or so? Uh, At I least, think everything, yeah. everything has changed. Well, I mean, I think we, we did speak about the coronavirus situation coming up uh, and it was still sort of brewing in China. And we, I think, discussed about how it could potentially become a bit of a problem. Um, and ever since then, I mean, obviously, we've now seen the global sort of fallout of this thing. Um, we've seen some serious damage being done to economies, particularly our local economy. But we've also seen the world's biggest experiment in work from home. Um, and maybe now, and I wonder if you uh, can see that, hey, the, the, the sky is clearer and the pollution levels are less and uh, nature is kind of like growing back and stuff and people actually do have an impact on the environment. I don't know if you noticed that. I yes, I have. I, and when I want to speak to David Attenborough about that, I will do. But uh, we've got to talk about, and I, I do appreciate it because I'm looking out my window now and I've never seen the sky as blue as it is uh, since I've been in this particular city. But it really is quite encouraging. And I do like that. Of course, it will reverse when the economy uh, kicks itself yeah. in again. But let's have a look at the, the the bounce back. I want your opinion on the bounce back because I'm looking, for example, at the S&P 500 futures this morning up another 1%. Above 2,900, we've gone from 3,400 to 2,200, and now we're back at 2,900. These are figures that are obviously a little bit blurred around the edges. But do you believe the bounce back, especially after the jobs numbers yesterday from the U.S. and the big job numbers, the the monthly non-farm payrolls that will come out at 2.30 South African time this afternoon? Do you believe it is the short answer, is the short question, rather? I think the answer is probably no. It feels a bit like it did... Um, before, let's call it the crash. Um, I mean, that was, when was it, February, mid-February? So it kind of feels like, you know, at that stage, it was starting to feel like the market mechanic is broken. Something is not working. We've got this global thing that's busy spreading. This risk is huge. You know, China's shutting down. Europe is starting to shut down. How is the S&P just not cracking, right? Um and looking at the Nasdaq as well, for example, it's now flat for the year. Mm. Um, it had quite a good day yesterday, and it, it sort of ends unchanged on the year, which is, it just seems unbelievable. I think that any, you know, if, you, if you're of the camp that 33 uh, million people in America have lost their jobs, um, and, the, <laughs> you know, asset prices remain unchanged, everything's fine, you know, economy's going to grow. So there's, there's, a, there's a disconnect there. I think um, I think that we probably see, um, I don't know, it just feels broken. So, no, I don't believe the bounce back. I think that it makes sense that it bounces back. I think, you know, the market obviously uh, reacts very much like an elastic band. And many times it overreacts in, in either direction. Um, I do think that when the fear index uh, hit zero, uh, <laughs> you know, absolute complete mass panic, I was probably overdoing it a bit. Uh, but now I feel that the market is again overdoing it on the um, on the comfort side. You know, volatility is all the way back down. 
which I suppose is good. But I do think that, you know, we've entered into a slightly longer term bear market here. Um, we've sort of punched down to a low. I think we probably see the market taking maybe another six to nine months from here uh, to form a new low um, before we really actually find a bottom, right? Yeah, so in other words, uh, the irration- not irrational, but over-exuberance has been the character of the last uh, three to four weeks because we have had a very splendid bounce back. And thank goodness, because with risk on, the RAND and the bonds are, are doing well in South Africa. And on that note, let's have a look at the spot prices if we can. Uh, and I will read them out to you and you can comment whenever you want. Um, dollar rand is 1849 the british pound against the rand is 2289 and the euro rand is 2003 uh, with the euro dollar 10835 uh, last night in the united states the dow jones had another good night a good steady night it didn't make you feel nervous because it, since we've spoken there have been nerve-wracking moments both to the upside and the downside so the dow last night up 0.9 percent to 23,876. It, quite extraordinary numbers considering where we were, which was, I don't know what the low was on the Dow, but it was certainly below 20,000. Yeah, I don't really track the Dow as closely as I track the S&P, but looking at the Dow, the low was around 18,230. There you go, around. I think. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's 24,170 now. It's... It's a colossal-sized move, right? But, yes. you know, it's interesting because if you look at the last month and a bit, it's kind of really been just consolidating sideways. And like you say, nothing sort of out of the ordinary last night. It feels like a normal day, up 0.9%. Um, it does feel like it's sort of trading in a range kind of between 23,000 and 24,500 ish um, But I do think that momentum is starting to wane. Uh, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. And look, it's not going to happen today, but I think that over the next couple of weeks, maybe two to three weeks, we probably see the next the next leg starting to come down. That would make sense to me. Mm. Um, but again, you know, it just feels, you know, the market is irrational longer than we can stay liquid, right? So it, yeah. I I'm might t- be wrong. It I, might keep going. I'm starting to get a little bit nervous about everyone says the same thing to me. No, this is not uh, real. This, this, this bounce back. It is going to come back again. It's almost like... like it's become a consensus. I'm nervous about that. And maybe we just get that uh, uh, mythical V-shape that lots of people talk about. Dow Jones, we said last night, up 0.9%. The S&P was up 1.1% last night. And the NASDAQ, steaming ahead, up for the year, up 1.4%. Uh, yesterday in London, the FTSE was up 1.4%. And this morning in the Far East, Tokyo was up 2.5%. It's had a couple of days holiday, so it's playing a little bit of catch-up. Shanghai is up, uh, what is that, up around about about 0.8%. The Hang Seng also very good indeed, up 0.9%. In Australia, the All Share Index in Sydney is a 0.7% winner. The gold price is 17.18, which is up two and a half dollars. It was 16.86 just two days ago. So gold trying to find its feet. It's orbiting that 1700 level. The uh, platinum price is barely changed at 7.67. And uh, crude oil, I'm just going to have to put up my. While I'm looking for crude oil, have you got palladium there, please, Piastri? Palladium up 1.75%. Mm. Um, it's interesting to see how in the initial stages of this, uh, you know, of the sell-off that the precious metals started coming down relatively, um, relatively strongly as that correlation of everything just kind of goes to one. Right. Um, but now that the market is kind of, you know, most of the, I'd say panic is out of the way. Now we start really start seeing gold kind of catching a bid and, and doing well. Palladium obviously has a long way to recover back to the highs. 
but nothing I think you know nothing has really structurally changed in that market. There still is a supply side uh, issue. Just the difference is now with the coronavirus and the sort of um, global market shutdown or global economic shutdown that demand side has completely tapered away. If demand goes anything back to normal, which it will, uh, it, I mean it might take twelve months, but at some point demand will normalize. Um, there still is a shortage of palladium. You know, so all it's doing is really uh, potentially creating a, a nice opportunity for us. Well, may have missed it now. <laughs> it's bounced quite a bit. Um, but it does seem as though, you know, that, that the bullish sort of sentiment or the bullish buying power in the palladium market will, will remain as long as um, there are any kind of hints of economic recovery. Yeah, well, we'll see. I don't agree with a lot of the things you just said, but uh, yeah, uh, what does that mean? Uh, WTI, West Texas Intermediate Crude, is up, um, it's only up 4.5%, so it's a quiet morning. The Brent crude oil is $24.61, incidentally. Uh, the Brent crude oil price is only up 2.7%. I mean, where are these traders? Are they on holiday or something, on VE day? Yeah, if it's if it's not trading negative 30 bucks, what is it even trading? Please, no need, no need to even look at it if it's uh, not more than 10 or 15% up or down. The Brent crude oil price is $30.25, incidentally, and that is a 2.7% move. So a, a nice move there. And um, what else have we got? No, that's it. That's it for the commodities and the spot prices. Anything on the Stock Exchange News Service at the moment? And one thing I have to ask you is that we've been getting lots of voluntary updates, lots of rather unpleasant uh, voluntary updates as well, and also uh, the, bank, the, the, the sword of Damocles that is bankruptcy hangs over the JSE and the South African economy, whether it be small, medium, or large companies. It has been pretty horrible up till now, and I just get the feeling there's more to come. What do you think? Uh, I think that... I don't know. I think that we probably are going to see a number of bankruptcies. Um, I haven't really been focused so much on the JSC. We've a, did a bit of a foray into the oil market in, the, in recent times. Um, so I can probably add a lot more value in that sense. But, I mean, I see that, okay, firstly, on the SENS front, there's nothing really interesting today. We do see that, um, uh, you know, Capitec puts out a uh, put out a thing sort of saying that their longer-term issue of credit rating has been lowered in line with the country rating. So yes. I guess that's that's no real surprise, standard right? Standard stuff. Um, standard stuff. Um, so nothing really interesting on the uh, on the SENS front. On the uh, sort of individual share front, SAPI had quite a strong day yesterday um, with a very high volume breakout. So there's a potential of a continued short squeeze on that today. Uh, Shop uh, that's SAPI, obviously SAP. Yes. Uh, Shoprite um, sort of came back to 110 rand level. There's quite a big seller in that area, so it'd be interesting to watch whether or not that seller is around still, Mr. Price. Uh, again, trading quite a bit of volume at 130 rand, so it seems that the big boys are definitely interested in the stock around that level. Um, and also, MTN had done quite a bit of volume at 50 rand uh, yesterday, and the seller eventually won the battle on that front. So it seems as though, uh, you know, these are just some of the levels that we're kind of keeping an eye on to see whether or not, um, you know, the stocks are going to going to be able to break them or not. So as long as there are big sellers around, and we can see even MTN trading now 49.75. Yeah, the sellers the sellers seem to be large and in charge. So you've got to ask yourself, is the smart money busy? You know, is the smart are we all is the whole market saying we don't believe the rally, this thing can't possibly be going up? Is that the smart money is it because we're actually understanding what the smart money is thinking at this point? Because the amount of sort of selling levels that have been around on, on individual stocks over the last couple of days has been 
relatively interesting, except for obviously SAPI, where there's been quite a quite a bullish breakout. And if you look at the way that it's trading today, um, I mean, it's having quite a strong day, 4% up again, right? Mm. Um, so quite a high volume breakout there. I'm not sure what the driver is here behind this. Uh, it could potentially just be a bit of a bit of a short squeeze, but I suppose those who are long are not complaining. No, they're not. And uh, people that are long and not complaining are people who have Harmony this morning. Because on my top five major moves, 15 minutes delayed, 7.2% up for Harmony. RCL up 5.4%. Telcom just poking its nose above 20. Yeah, don't get too excited about that. Up nearly 5%. DRD Gold up nearly 5%. And Anglo Gold Ashanti up nearly 5%. On the downside, I've uh, got a couple of property companies down a little bit, but that's nothing. Uh, Italtal, really, I'm sorry if it's a great company, but um, uh, down 2.8%, uh, nothing to look at there. And South 32, uh, down 2%. Looks like a quiet day ahead of the U.S. non-farm payrolls numbers, which come out at um, 2.30 this afternoon. Oh, half past two. We also have a uh, banking holiday in the UK. So yes, it's, VA, it's VE so. Day today, yes. And when I look at all those VE Day celebrations and, and listen to the interviews with the people that were actually there on the day, I realise how pathetic we are. Uh, that was the really great generation. And we were worrying about yeah, having to just stay at home stay for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all moaning about it, right? And precisely. Um, Obviously, and, and to qualify that, there are people that really shouldn't be uh, staying at home uh, because of the, the proximity of the people that they're staying at home with, um, in South Africa anyway. But um, I don't think that in Western Europe we can really moan that much, given the sacrifices of the World War II. Yeah, look, I mean... Yeah, it's interesting to, to think about, you know, even past pandemics, if you look at that, but the Spanish flu, that was in the 1930s, right? Um, I mean, that killed 50 million people. Mm. It was actually 1917-1918, uh, just at the end of yeah, the First yeah, World War. Before, uh, the, yeah, before, but, the, before the, the, the Great Recession, or whatever you call it. Yes. Um, so even just comp- in comparison to something like that, this is this is fairly mild, right? Mm. Um, you've got to ask yourself, is that because we have faster, easier global uh, communication with one another and we're able to react to these things a lot faster because we can share information a lot faster? Or is it because, you know, we're just a lot softer now than we were back then? I don't know. I think it's a combination <laughs> of the both. Uh, okay, just give us the, after nearly one hour of trading, give us the JSE indices on this Friday ahead of the jobs numbers, please, Petri. Over to you with the major indices. Alrighty, um, having a look quick. The top 40 index is up around 1.3%. Nice. Uh, Resource 20 index up 1.8%. Thank you very much for the RAND for that one. Industrial 25 uh, index up just over 1%. Financial 15 index up 8 tenths of 1%. General retailers index uh, up around 1.14%. And then obviously uh, the mining stuff doing the best. Gold mining 4.8% higher. Platinum mining 2.9% higher. So... Uh, a good start to the day, absolutely. Probably going to be a little quiet, as you mentioned, mm. um, with the real action coming in in the afternoon. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to be. I won't be too surprised if we see terrible uh, non-farm uh, payrolls expected at negative 22 million, right? So mm. uh, an unemployment rate expected at 16 percent. If that comes in worse, I mean, don't be surprised if the market rallies. Exactly, of course. So bad news is good news. In this, in this case, uh, just before we go, you're one of these people that have, haven't been loafing around like I've been uh, during the, the lockdown period. You have been proactive. You've been doing stuff. And you've got an initiative for small businesses. You, we spoke about it off air. Just give us a minute of what you've been doing and how people can participate, please. 
Uh, alrighty, so we basically created a platform. Uh, it's called Saysia Bonga. The website is saysiabonga.co.za. Small businesses have registered. We are getting a scary number of registrations, um, which is which is good, I guess. Um, and uh, basically, what it does is it allows them to list a voucher. Um, the idea sort of stems from a redeemable convertible bond, but anyway, so they can sell vouchers in uh, for goods and services that their business does. Um, the people that support their business, their customers, or you know, and, and the like, can buy these vouchers that are valid for three years, according to the National Credit. I mean, the uh, Consumer Protection Act. They have to be valid for three years, yes. uh, and they are redeemable at the business. Um, you know, once the social distancing slash lockdown norms are over, so you can buy a haircut now. Uh, that you can redeem in six months from now. And we're seeing quite a few of the merchants that, or the small businesses that register uh, and you know, create these vouchers are selling them at, at a relatively big discount. So I mean, we've, had, we've had almost 1,000 businesses register, um, everything from tourism to uh, haircuts to, I mean, almost anything you can think of, clothing and accessories. It's almost every sector of the economy, some educational stuff as well. And these things are so, redeemed yeah, so, easily, are they? You, you can. I mean, this is not just a, just a, a, some kind of a, a flaky ploy, a marketing ploy. People can no, actually so, buy these things I and mean, redeem them if the business is still in business, of course. Yeah. So as soon as you, as soon as you, assuming the business is still in business, yes. So unfortunately, they're not um, refundable. So if the business does go down, that does go down, that is some risk that you, the purchaser, carries. But as soon as you buy the thing, uh, you know, as soon as you do a transaction, it generates a voucher with a unique number, QR code, sends it to you, and then you can take that to the merchant when they, uh, you know, when their doors are open again, and then you can, you know, they can keep track of the voucher numbers. We have a system that helps them do the redemption on on our side as well. And obviously, when these purchases take place or the sales of these vouchers take place, the merchants also, you know, get the details of the people who bought them, and we seeing that very often they're immediately in contact saying, listen, thank you very much. Yes. Um, you know, we really appreciate it. Let us know. You know, we'll let you know as soon as we're, our doors are open and they're building a list of people who bought these vouchers so that it's really sort of, it's, we're actually seeing quite a bit of community being formed around this, which is very encouraging. Um, and it's just a nice way for, for people to support their, you know, favorite little businesses. And what's interesting is to see the extreme variety of different products that's available and you know that every single one of those is made by a small little factory in South Africa or uh, run by, you know, a two-person business or there's 16 people that work at these two shops. And, you know, it's really nice to know that it's little businesses that are the ones that are the beneficiaries. It's of, an excellent um, initiative. How do people get hold of you, Pietri? Or how, how do we get um, hold of a website and avail ourselves of these services, either as a buyer or a seller? Right. Just go to uh, I think everyone can spell that, um, .co.za. Um, if you want to register, there are some prompts for you to sell vouchers. If you want to support local business, there are some prompts for you to buy vouchers. And that's uh, pretty much it. Very good. Pietri, thank you so much for your analysis and also letting us know about Siobonga. That's Pietri Riedlinghaus, who is the founder and boss at Herenia Capital Advisors. And that was the opening. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position 
or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.